Well, this afternoon we've got uh, Rick uh, Gulitiri. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly with us. Uh, and uh, this is a, a, a new Warple podcast that we've started. Um, and this is maybe a little bit different than, than the usual podcast that, that you do. Um, and, and we're going to get into it. Some fans that we spoke to suggested that we call the, the podcast uh, You're Doing Things Right. And, and the reason for that is it is the reason they become fans and, and remain fans. And uh, I'm curious what you think about that, Rick. Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people can uh, can become fans, but I mean, I think ultimately it does come down to you, you know, you do have to be doing something right to, to get somebody to uh, to be a fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so 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 I think it fits. Yeah, what that means, I guess it's up to the fan to decide, but they're they're pretty particular about that. It's a continuous theme that came up, uh, um, you know, when we interviewed them uh, over four years. We'll get into a little bit about you know what we do, but this is this is about you. Um, t t tell us a little bit yourself. How, how did you, when did you get started as a, as, as an author? I mean, I'm sure a lot of authors do start writing before they turn pro. What was the process for you? Um, not too much different. I mean, I did a lot of writing in high school and college. Um, I never really had an intention of going pro. I mean, in college, I, I wrote a lot. I was a part of a couple of mailing lists, stuff like that. But, uh, and I kind of put it all to the side when I went, uh, when I went into, uh, you know, my uh, my career I, I worked in that for about 15 years and then uh and then i guess i guess i just kind of kind of got the writing bug again and uh, around that point i realized uh, that the kindle existed and so did uh, the concepts of self-publishing i figured you know writing stories had always been one of those bucket list items for me i'm, I'm always like i'd love to like write write a novel and just say i did it and like hey if people say it sucks that's fine i can at least say i did it get it kick it off the bucket list so it really just started as that Okay, so you mentioned bucket list. Uh, so, so you've just written one book. I don't think it's just one book. From looking at your website. Oh no, no. I, at this point, I mean, I've at this point, seven years later, I've written over twenty books. But that first one started off as just a bucket list item. I see. And, and go back, go back to that that time, that day when 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 it you know when it came out. I'm assuming you you went straight to the self publishing route and you used uh, the the Amazon, uh, um, you know. Uh, self-publishing process. Um, I'd like to hear what did it feel like to to get the first uh, dozen or so sales. Uh, well, those first dozen or so sales took quite quite a long time to come in. So, uh, as I said, I really didn't expect anything from it because my first book was called The Pop Tart Manifesto, and it wasn't an original story. It was it was really just re-editing some of those old short stories I had writ written in college. Mm -hmm. So I put that out there and not a lot of people read it, you know, maybe a few friends and stuff, um, you know, but it was fun. It didn't really hurt anything. Then I got the idea for uh, for my first original novel, uh, Bill the Vampire. And, uh, you know, that, that I put it out there and uh, let, let's face facts. I made a ton of mistakes. It was horribly edited. Um, the cover sucked. Um, but I had a couple people who actually wound up reading it and the feedback was was much better than I was expecting. You know, I expected people to be like, "Hey, I read this. What a waste of time!" And instead, people were like, "Wow, this is actually pretty funny." Um, and and was that the the uh, Toma Bill series, the first one, or was that yes, were we not yes, that, yes, that that was the first uh, the first from the Toma Bill series. Did you have did you have it in mind uh, the number of books that you might 
you know, push out of that or, or was it just let's, let's try one at a time and see where it yeah, goes? Yeah, at the, at the time I had no no real delusions of, uh, of grandeur with this. Um, it was I put I put out the story. I wrote it like, you know, in a in a manner that like, you know, kind of fit my style from writing short stories. Um, I left enough hooks in there for my enough story hooks in there for myself in case I did want to get back to it, and maybe do a sequel or so. But at the time, I was just like, hey, it's, it's a story. It has a beginning, middle and end. Um, you know, let, let's let's put it out there and see what happens. And the truth of the matter is, no, really, nobody really bought it. I mean, we're talking like a handful of people. <laughs> OK. And, and OK. So so it sounds like you you were able to, you know, maybe maybe afford the, the Starbucks for you, then maybe your family and things changed. Tell me about the, the change. You may be able to afford a lot more than, you know, buy the block, yeah. uh, your street block, uh, Starbucks. What, what changed? Well, I, th I think I think we're at Starbucks level for a good year and a half there. Um, so I wrote I wrote Bill the Vampire, put it out there. As I said, it was horribly edited. I didn't know what I was doing. I put out the second book because I immediately got an idea for the sequel, Scary Dead Things. Uh, wrote that pretty quickly, put it out there. It was better edited than Bill, but still not wonderfully edited. Um, and also had a had a homemade cover that I had taken a picture of uh, one of my kids at like a local cemetery and photoshopped it up. <laughs> okay, so, so you're still maybe not doing things at the quality level, but you you, you... oh not not even close. Um, I, I I didn't I didn't reach that quality for for several books because truth of the matter is I didn't I didn't know any too many other authors. I was kind of doing this by myself. You know, I was an I, I was an island to myself. I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. You know, I was pretty much doing everything just because it was fun. I wasn't treating it like a business, so it was fun, but I was doing a lot of stupid things. Um, my fourth book was called Bigfoot Hunters, and that, that was a horror novel. And that actually started, that's where, where part of me was like, well, maybe I should start taking this seriously because uh, that actually, while not selling in huge numbers, was selling in huge numbers compared to how my first two, three books were selling. And I was just like, blown away like so, suddenly we went from starbucks to like actually maybe maybe able to like bring the family out to like applebee's for dinner or so oh okay um, and, and that's around the time i started to wise up and i started to realize that you know because i had submitted bigfoot hunters and i'm still very proud of that story to some horror blog and they got back to me and basically said your editing sucks dude your grammar is atrocious you know like like you know who edited this like you know a, a five-year-old with crayons or so and the truth of the matter is i had self-edited and i realized at that point that i really sucked at it so that was about the time that i started slowly to bring myself in gear and say you know maybe it makes sense if i'm going to do this to do this the right way and that's where i kind of started like reaching out and like becoming a, a part of the wider author community um and learn and learning that the stuff i was doing really was just stupid so, so you shifted from you know this thing called uh, imposter syndrome to I need to take this more seriously. Get 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 the right talent behind my no, book no. covers. Uh, Im Im imposter syndrome is something completely different. Imposter syndrome never leaves. Imposter syndrome is one of those things where you where you can say, after selling a million books, okay, so when so when so when is this all going to collapse at me? When is like when is the joke going to be revealed? That's what imposter syndrome is. Okay. So you, you, what, what, what what I was doing was just I was just writing books as kind of a hobby and like putting them out there and having fun and giving no thought to actually the fact that I was actually starting a business. Mm -hmm. um, so why do you write? You talked about this bucket list, the, the first book. Why do you write? Well, I mean, truth of the matter is it is kind of, if you think about it, one of the greatest jobs one could have. Um, you know, I'm a fiction writer. 
my job is to is to basically make up make up stories about anything I want and put it out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is this is this is no different than hanging out with like you know with a bunch of friends like you know at, at night drinking and telling telling each other lies about how awesome you are. So that's it's it's just. I mean, there's a lot of parts of the business that are work. Don't get me wrong, but the act of creating itself is fun as can be. And what do you think um, from from the fan perspective? Because you've you've, you've built up, uh, you know, uh, a bit of a fan base. What do you think they're getting out of why you write? You write for yourself, but but inadvertently, a writer writes to be read. Oh yeah. What do they get out of it? What's what's for them? I think I think probably the best feedback I get is is people who say, "Hey, you know, I was going through I was going through a rough spot in my life, and hey, I picked up your books, and they gave me a few smiles for a couple hours." I mean, I think I think really that's what fiction is. Fiction is an escape. It allows us to step into uh, the shoes of other characters, much like watching a movie or reading a comic book, and live live another life for a little bit. So. You know, it's 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 really just an escape from reality and and from and from just I guess a a, a base standpoint, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and fundamentally, we, you know, we we uh, we certainly know what's going on in the news, and and this 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 is very far away from the news and gets people yeah. to think about something different. Yeah, I mean, as I as I tell people, I'm like, I, I don't write nonfiction, and I try not to really like you know put any like m- like morals or stuff into my stories. I was like, y- you c- you can get life lessons from anything. Turn on the turn on the news, turn on social media. I just want to give people. I just want to entertain people. Hmm. Interesting. Um, w- one of you, I, I was going through uh, uh, some reviews about about your book and and. Uh, uh, this is what one fan had to had to say. Um, every single word of this had me laughing. In portions, I laughed so hard I was near nearly crying. Uh, the author brings something to the vampire genre that that has not been seen before, and, and I love it. Much like my hobby, which the hobby started reading it, kept talking about it, so the wife had to start reading it. I plan to listen to every word about Bill the Vampire, and when I'm done, I'm probably going to start stalking Rick uh, Gillitieri uh, until he <laughs> writes more. Um, so, you know, she she made it very clear that that she she's into the vampire genre, but this isn't like other books she's read. Well, I mean. I, I think that's what every, I mean, don't get, okay, maybe, maybe not every writer. I know there are plenty of writers who, uh, who they kind of try to, I guess, follow, follow trends. They look and see what's hot out there and try to just kind of recreate it. I think there's another mindset that says, let me take something and let's be a sex. There are no original stories out there, mm-hmm. but let's try to say, take something and make it my own. So, and that, that's really just what Bill the Vampire is. It's, you know, I grew, I grew up watching monster movies. I love, I love the old Hammer Dracula movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was, I used to like, you know, binge watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, all that stuff. So really this was just my way of saying, okay, what can I add to the whole vampire mythos to not only build upon it, but also make it like, you know, make this story like, you know, my own unique world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so. I mean, you, you, it sounds like you, you grew up like, you know, a lot of your readers, certainly myself being a geek into Star Trek. Um, is that you know, your audience or are you just all over the place? I think my audience is pretty wide these days because sometimes I hear from people and I'm just like, I, I, I almost want to be like, 
you're listening you're, you're reading my stuff why <laughs> obviously i'm not going to say that but uh you know, it, it really blows my mind because, I mean, I, I kind of thought I would appeal to say like, you know, a core group of maybe like, you know, D&D geeks or so. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that's that's what I am. But uh, my, my demographic is actually surprisingly wide. Uh, I know I've talked to like other authors in the industry and usually usually they, there's usually authors they kind of skew one way or the other, like, you know, like a male author, he might have like a 95% male readership, a female author, she'll have like a 90, 95% female readership. And I'm, I'm one of those few that, and I still don't know how I did it. So I'm not, not going to take credit as being some kind of marketing genius, but I'm one of the few, like, if you look at the statistics of my, uh, my Facebook page, my, like, you know, my, my author group, stuff like that, it, it's, it's more like a 60, 40 split. So, uh, some, somehow, somehow, this this dorky pain in the butt you know kind of vampire who's a bit of a jerk uh, somehow he's had, he's had more like a much wider appeal than even i would have thought he he would is part of him you a little a little part of him it's definitely not a mary sue story mm -hmm. um and just to explain that a mary sue story is one of those uh, one of those stories where where you read it where it's painfully painfully obvious the author is kind of like, you know, living out kind of like a fantasy world in their story. And you can usually tell because the hero is the best at everything. He gets, he gets, you know, all the women are men. He's like, you know, the best fighter, all this stuff, you know, to the point almost where it's like, it, it's almost like too good. Mm -hmm. It's like, why it's like, you know, watching like, you know, like Superman or so. Yeah. I, I've never been a fan of, of, of Mary Sue stories. And I made it a point that like, you know, there are some things about Bill that I, that are definitely me, but there are some parts about Bill that I really can't stand. <laughs> Hmm, interesting. And, and part of the and part of the comedy with Bill is he's not the best at what he does. He's actually kind of the worst at what he does, and a lot of times he just survives just through dumb luck hmm. or the actions of his friends. Hmm. And let's let's talk about your audience. You mentioned you're self-published. You started that route, so at some point you turned on the, the business sense of you know how how do I pursue uh, building a fan base and what are the tools out there? And, and I know we both know John Hartness, uh, 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 another uh, writer in your jar. Um, he, he, he mentioned uh, something that you mentioned uh, that he said, which is treat every fan as if they're your first and last. Yes. Uh, you've also mentioned something about social media, which is a, a you know, hundred real readers who are going to talk to you are infinitely more valuable than 10,000 likes. That yeah. never come back. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the indie author community is one of those things, and I, I don't, I don't like. It's it's interesting is that there's a lot of wonderful people in it, but it's such a huge community. There's a lot of people who just really don't know what they're doing from a business standpoint in it, and I know for a while there, like, like. The big thing with Facebook was, oh, well, I need to get a Facebook page. I need to have as many likes as as I can, you know. And the thing was, they didn't care where those likes came from. They were like, they were like, people were doing like trading like parties and stuff on like on forums and stuff. And the thing is, Facebook doesn't work that way. Facebook, Facebook doesn't care if you have a million likes. Facebook cares more if you have a million or, or if you have a hundred engaged people. And a lot of people like, you know, will complain, well, hey, Facebook, I have a Facebook page. I have 50,000 followers, but none of them ever see my posts. And it's like, well, that's because those people never engage. And if they never engage, Facebook is not going to show them your posts. Mm -hmm. So it's all it's all about engagement. That's what I've always tried to do with like. If you look at my social media, my, my numbers are good, but 
they don't really like you know just from a pure number standpoint my like my mailing list doesn't compare to some other authors mailing list like my group numbers sometimes don't compare and the tr and the thing is the truth of the matter is i don't aggressively grow them i grow all of them passively because i want people who want to be there um you know it's not just a numbers game for me it's an engagement game and like you know i i want somebody who like you know who comes into my group because they actually want to be in my group or actually wants to follow my page because they're interested in me, not just because they hit a button. Hmm. And, and when you say interested, uh, I, I, how are you engaging? What are some of the things? I, I know you came back from a recent con where you headlined uh, um, a con. Uh, I forgot which, uh, which city it was. W what does that mean for them? I'm, I'm sure some of them that have engaged with you online have met you face to face. Uh I mean, probably, probably not as uh, not as many as I would like. But uh, this last year, I've actually met met a decent amount. Um, I know Con Carolinas; a lot of people showed up. I had definitely had a couple of faces show up at at Wivacon, which was that uh, that recent uh, one you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as far as engagement goes, I just try to put myself out there. First of all, I don't post. I mean, I post pretty often on my Facebook page and my group and on Twitter and stuff. Um, but I try not to just make it a sales pitch. It's not just about me. I try to actually be a real person on there. So, and in my group, and my, my Facebook group, I would say is probably kind of unique amongst author groups. A lot of author groups are basically, okay, here's my group. I'm the author. We're mostly going to talk about my stuff. Um, I don't really want to hear about anything else. Let's all make it about me. One of the first things you see when you come to my author group is talk about whatever you want. It's not all about me. You know, I want to engage. I want to engage because here's the thing. If you if you post something that's interesting, I'm more than happy to comment and like, you know, and, and discuss it with you. You know, I don't want to make it about me. I want to be like a real person on there. So it's a it's a two way conversation. You're trying to yeah. you're trying to yeah. master. And, 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 and that's that's what works the best. I mean, I think I'd, I'd say the only the only social media or email stuff I don't reply to is just stuff that's blatant spam. Uh, I mean, other than that, if somebody writes me, I mean, even if they write me like hate mail, um, I'm writing them back. Do you want to, do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> that's, that's something not many people do. Well, it's like, and, and here's the thing, you, you can't convert everybody. If somebody just absolutely despises you, that's, you know, it's just going to happen, especially the stuff I write, you know, my stuff is pretty polarizing, but if somebody really despises something, I'm not going to jump down their throat. I'm, I try to make it a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, the fifth book in my series, and I don't know how how PG rated this podcast is, but it's called Goddamn Freaky Monsters. If you need to, uh, if you need to edit that out, <laughs> and I remember when that came out, I, I was on my Facebook page, and one person came on and basically just blasted the story. Like the story got good reviews. Don't get me wrong, but she, but she came on and she just hammered it, and on all the reasons why she didn't like it, and. I kind of respected that because here's the thing. When you go onto somebody's Facebook page, you're pretty much going into their backyard. It's kind of their rules, their party. Sure. So, you know, on somebody's Facebook page, they can block you, ban you, kick you out. And so I kind of respected the fact that she came on there and basically just said this in front of like, you know, everybody else. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, you know, I kind of appreciate that honesty. How would you like to be one of my beta readers going forward? Hmm. And what was the response? Her response was, okay. <laughs> She she was she was all for it. I mean, I think she liked the fact that I didn't just like you know immediately like you know, just just lose my like mind over. I I just said, hey, you know, I, I the I I can I basically told her I'm like, you have some valid criticisms. I'm like, I don't agree with them all, but you know, I appreciate the honesty. And the thing I look for in beta readers is honesty. Somebody who's not afraid to tell me if something stinks. And it sounds like she's maybe perhaps 
wanting to become a fan if she if she's if she's finishing a book and and taking the time to to comment. Well, I think she was already because I mean we were talking fifth the fifth book in the series yeah. <laughs> at that point, but uh, but even but even so, it's yeah some sometimes you can turn that positive into or turn that negative into a positive, um, you know just just by reaching out to people. I'm more than, I'm more than cool with having a discussion with somebody with something that like you know that is kind of uh, is kind of you know maybe negative to the stuff I like. I'm 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 an adult. I don't shy away from this stuff. <laughs> So, 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 well, I mean, there are many adults who, who do because yeah. they, they, they perhaps get um, a bit aloof. They get a bit more distant from the fans. They say, you know, the fans are the fans and I'm, I'm, I'm me and there's, there's a wall. You know, you, you've been to the conventions and there's, yeah. a, there's a table at the conventions and many, many uh, creators. They think that that might be the wall that separates them from the fan. Well, that, that, that's another unique thing about my group is that I've, I've, I, I let it be known that you know they have to be nice to each other, but if they want if they want to give me crap, they're more than welcome to. And that, that's kind of that. First of all, I have I have a self deprecating sense of humor, so I can take that stuff. But secondly, it kind of like you know it kind of helps to kind of keep uh, you know the ego from taking over when somebody can just bust on you. And and my thoughts are I write comedy. If I ever reach that point where I can't laugh at myself, then I really shouldn't be dishing it out to anybody else. Sure. What about? Uh... The experience of meeting meeting fans, um, you know, face to face. I mean, the, the, there's another. I'll, I'll read you another review that I read, and this is from a, a reader in Wendy, I believe, in New York. She, uh, not far from you, um, she just said that the, the Tom and Bill series is outrageous, ridiculous, vulgar, and possibly one of the best humorous fiction series I've read in a long time, or ever. Uh, I don't even know if uh, if I should put this on my guilty pleasures list because quite frankly, these are exceptionally well-written novels and I'm not sure I should feel guilty about liking them. Uh, the series is in no way uh, just another vampire book. It's full of original content like that ideas that I would never uh, uh, think to put together, uh, but the author does it brilliantly. I found myself laughing my ass off as well as gasping at the plot twist and turns. I wonder, you know, if 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 Wendy uh, met you in person, have you met fans like Wendy who who um, um, it was a big deal for them to meet you? Um, a couple, and it, it, I, I got to say it's both awesome and terrifying at the same time because terrifying because I'm I'm pretty open online, but like in person, like my. I, I probably come across as aloof because I'm seriously introverted in person. Like I'm one of those people, like I will bury myself in a corner on, on my phone just because I'm not very good with like dealing with people at a party or like in a social thing. So that's why I, I'm not, that's why it's terrifying. Not like in a misery sort of way. Um, so how but, do you handle yourself at a convention where, where there might be 10, 20, 30,000 people at these things? I, I, I you know something? I just got to do it. I used to do community theater um, and that's, you know, performing in front of an audience. So it's, it's just, you know, suck it up and do it for me. I mean, I know not everybody can do that, but that in that, my case, it's like, all right, I'm here for, I'm here to meet people. I'm here to like have some fun. Um, and, you know, I, I, I try to like, you know, I, I kind of am able to force myself to do that, but I've met a few people and like, you know, it, it is, it is the most awesome thing I had. Uh, I know at Con Carolinas, I had this, this one couple come up to me and the wife was like, you know, I'm, I'm a super big fan. And the husband's like, yeah, I haven't read you, you know, but the wife was like, "Would you? Could, could I give you a hug?" And I'm like, "Of course you can give me a hug." <laughs> and I mean, it was it was it was great. 
you know, I, the only thing I regret at conventions is sometimes, I mean, if it gets crowded where I can't give somebody the time that I'd love to give them. I mean, the best thing in the world is like if somebody comes up and they want to chat for a while. Um, but like, you know, some of these conventions do get busy. I know Con Carolina's the main day. It was like there was people left and right there. Mm. So the only downside is that that's, uh, you know, sometimes you, you, got, you can shake somebody's hand, say a few words to them, and then suddenly it's like it's like you got somebody else there waiting. So it's like, you know, I, I really apologize, but, uh, you know, I got to talk to this person too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've, uh, I've, I've interviewed a lot of fans who are, are big fans of a particular author, and, and they've, uh, you know, some of them are aspiring authors themselves, and they, they, they've mentioned to, to me that uh, uh, they feel terribly guilty uh, bothering you at your table because – they, they know that this is an opportunity where you can maybe uh, acquire, get new fans, you know, talk about your work. And uh, there's a lot of traffic and you, you kind of need to be fair to everyone. And so they, they, they've told me they feel incredibly guilty because they know you're working, right? And, and, and that's, that's, from, that's how they feel as well. So it, it kind of works. There's a bit of pressure with, with these things. Um, now, I, wa- I want to take you back to, to your perhaps younger years, teens, early 20s. What were you reading? What were you, what were you watching? What were you geeking out on? And uh, you know, is there someone that, that you met or would have wanted to meet back then? I, I can say I, I have had the worst luck with, celeb- with meeting celebrities. I'm one of those people that I tend to like, you know, have a celebrity sighting five minutes after they've already left. Um, so I really have not met a lot of people. Um, but back, back, back in my teens, I was reading a lot of Stephen King. I, I love his, uh, his big horror fan. Love his stuff. Um, Dean Kuntz as well. Um, when I got to college, I was doing. I moved a little more. T- over to like you know like i started digging into like star trek and star wars novels so like things like peter david and stuff like that um timothy zahn guys like that um i mean watching on tv i I like my my tv shows the same way i like my fiction which is to have nothing to do with reality so when a show like a buffy the vampire slater is on i'm watching it Uh, like xena warrior princess i'm watching it um you know, something like Law and, Law and Order or CSI, I'm not watching it. And <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you mentioned a couple names that you were a big fan of when you were younger. Uh, is there something then or now that you would, uh, you know, want them to want to do with them in terms of experiences? Uh, do, do, do you know? I mean, essentially, the 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 thing I'm going to get to next is 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 what we're doing with you and why we're doing it. Is there an experience that you would have liked to have with someone back in the day with Stephen King or one of the other people you mentioned? I, I probably would have been would have just been terrified to do something <laughs> with with like a Stephen King or so. But uh, I, I, honestly, I why why would for, you for, for, because once again it's it's just me as an as as an extra as an as, as an, an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm lucky if I would have gotten online to just like say hi, can I can can I can you sign this book? And I guarantee if I would if I would have done that, it would have been really quick, sign my book, and then I would have ran. Mm-hmm. What if we would have talked about uh, you know uh, to a small group about uh, you know how he writes, how he gets, how he puts his, how he gets his thoughts on paper? Would, it, would that uh, still block you from attending? I would that wouldn't block me from attending, but I mean, if 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 it was a small group, I would more like want to be like. Okay, let's let's hang out at a let's hang out and like you know and just hear your stories. Like, 
like like me in the writing business, I find writing interesting, but me going back a couple of years would not have found that even remotely interesting at in least. I would have been more like, well, tell me your stories, you know? What, what are cool things that have happened to you, the person? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. So, so, um, uh, moving moving to the current, uh, a little bit about uh, us. We're, we're, we're not the usual podcast. Uh, we're a technology company that wanted to uh, solve a problem related to what you mentioned with the uh, you know the Carolinas conference, which which had I believe around eighty thousand people, where it becomes a bit of a, a stressful matter for both the creators and the and and the fans. Uh, we, we essentially said. Why don't we? Why don't we make it possible that when, when a creator travels, when they when they go from city to city at the con- conventions or festivals, uh, to be able to create a pop up experience to meet uh, you know five, ten, fifteen fans, no more than fifteen at the upper range, but smaller is fine, uh, to really connect and do something fun. And uh, you, you came up with a, a concept that uh, I'm, I'm curious where the concept of uh, sort of a retro arcade. Um, experience event came from because that's something that you're doing i believe august 19th uh in new jersey uh where did that come from well that came from i mean i grew up at the jersey shore so i used to go to arcades a lot um and i always remember that just being a fun experience going and blowing a few dollars and quarters at those places um i write about i'm, I'm still consider myself a gamer although more of a rpg guy these days you know though i still play video games um so the idea of doing something gamer related made a lot more sense to me than 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 a whole okay let's hang out in a bar or so. Um, that's that's that and that fits I think my personality better as well because it's one of those hey we can hang out we can have a good time hey let's have, let's have a match of like you know of dig dug or so you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it's kind of like we can be social but we can take that break and play a video game as well so it kind of also fits into that 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 introversion personality but uh you know as i said i write about gamers i am a gamer so i figured this this sounded like you know something that uh, that that my readers could uh, could get into so and also and also something i could get into and so it's it's this notion of well who 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 are these fans let's do something fun let let's let's be let's be in one place without necessarily worrying about every word that comes out of our mouth um just, just through the, the 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 shared experience of of playing together. Yeah, and also above above all else, I, I I again a lot of what I do on social media is I don't I try I really try really hard not to make it all about me, and just sitting around with a group of people where it's like okay I'm the focus here and eventually I'm going to run out of interesting things to say. <laughs> I I would rather us do something fun like hey let let's hang out. Um, like there's another thing I'm thinking about maybe for like for down the road, there's a place close by where you can just pay for like an hour or two and just throw hatchets at like a tar- at targets. And I'm like, that would be cool. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that's, so, you know, that's very popular in Toronto here with the accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that, that's, that's my thing is, is I want to hang out and I want to guess, I want us to have a chance to like talk and stuff, but I also want it to be like in a fun setting where like, you know, because the other thing is when you have a group of people, even like, you know, even more than like two or three, sometimes you're going to be focused on one person because they're going to be asking questions or so. Mm-hmm. So in this case, we can talk. And if I'm not focused on you, you could like, you could take a few moments, play some Spy Hunter, then come back and like ask a question or so. Mm-hmm. And and some of the things that uh, fans said when we, when we interviewed them about this platform, um, it was very, very clear. They said it's as important to meet each other as, as, as it is to meet the, uh, the, the author in this case, because... 
uh, it's a heck of a hard time for us to find people like ourselves, right? I, I think you mentioned growing up. Uh, I, I don't know if you had a, a big community of, of, of like-minded people that, that fit your profile and it was easy to talk to them, you know, when you were younger, but I talked to a lot of people in these massive conventions, you would think it'd be easy, but it's actually quite hard to meet people like yourself um, because they're so big. Yeah, and, and that's kind of one of the things where that that's that's one aspect where Bill kind of takes after me. Like growing up, I had a couple good friends, but I did not have a very big circle. So when you start off Bill the Vampire, he has a very small circle of really good friends, mm-hmm. but it's only but it's a, but it's still a very limited circle. And I think I, I'm not saying mine is mine is a typical experience or not. I have no idea. I only know mine, but that that always kind of like you know made sense to me is like. You know, rather than having a big circle of people, maybe I know, like, you know, you know, incidentally, I'd rather have a small circle of people that I really, I really like, you know, click with. Would you say that that's true with some of the fans you've met online in the sense that you, you, you build some kind of a bond or connection? Um, actually, yes. Um, cause again, getting back to the Facebook group I have, I have like 1400 people in there, which is like good size, but not as big as some author communities, but it is a really close knit community. I mean, this is a this is a community where, like, on any given day, you see people coming in there because it's a closed group, and they're saying, "Hey, hey, guys, I really can't post this on my timeline. I don't want my family to know, but I got to tell somebody, and I really feel like I connect with you guys." And I mean, this is a very common a common occurrence, um, and so so it's kind of like there's there's there definitely is that community sense, and, and there's a lot of like minded people in there, so. That, and that's like the beauty of the internet where like, you know, where a lot of these people might have like, you know, had a small circle, you know, in real life, you can find, you can, if you can find the right places online, you can, you can grow that circle exponentially, hmm. but still be with your people. Did you, did you um, structure that or did you have some kind of rules that that's, that's very I, cool, I, that's I, I get, cool I, and unexpected to hear. Yeah, again, again, I lucked out. I started it and it was really just supposed to be a comedy group where occasionally like maybe we'd post like stupid memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only the only rule originally that I put in there was I didn't want politics in the group because I was like, you can you can throw a, you can't throw a rock on Facebook without running into politics. I was like, I don't want it in this group. <laughs> mm-hmm. And apparently, apparently that was kind of a big catalyst because a lot of people came in and they were like, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everybody in this group, but the fact that we don't have politics makes it that much better. So, so by 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 being clear on what you didn't want, something good happened. Yeah, and it, it just kind of grew organically from there. Um, I mean, I, I my Facebook page itself had like decent like feedback, decent like you know, but a group is different in that um, it 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 definitely fosters more. It's not just one person communicating and people answering. It's all sorts of people communicating and talking and like, you know, and creating threads of interest and such. Mm-hmm. And it it just it really just took on a life of its own and it it really quickly too. It was like I started, I figured I'm like, okay, I'll start this, nobody's gonna join, then I can close it in about a, in a month or so and just say I tried. And like it grew really quickly. Like out of nowhere, I was like, there's a lot of people in here and they're all talking. <laughs> And other and other authors have noticed this. I mean, they've come to me and they've been like, you know, I have an author group and I have more people in it than you, but nobody ever posts anything. How are you doing that? And 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 I wish I could like point to some secret sauce and say this is what I'm doing, but the reality is, you know, 
it, it just what is what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, lucking out. Uh, I've not heard that reason exclusively for, for doing something that is quite unique because community is hard today uh, to foster, especially online. You know something? I, I, I think if, if there is some secret sauce to mine, it's that, you know, instead of trying something and trying too hard to build something and forcing it, I pretty much just go in there and say, yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> sort of staying with that, uh, and we'll finish up shortly. Um, let's see what happens. Is it the fact that I mean, you sound like you, 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 you want to write really good work, but you also don't take yourself too seriously. And you kind of, it seems like you just go with the flow and you want to have fun doing this. This is a, you, you talked about right at the beginning, this is a, a bucket list to have just done one book. I mean, you're, you're, what, what are you at bucket list prime now? Yeah, this, this has moved far beyond bucket list to like dream job. Um, honestly, um, I mean, there's, there are highs and lows to this job. I mean, the, the business itself can be a massive headache some days, but I mean, the core of the business is writing stories and trying to just make people happy with those stories. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't write tear jerkers or things like that. Yeah. You know, well, I, mean, I primarily write fantasy, comedy, and horror. And yeah, sometimes a little bit is like making people like, you know, scared or so that's fine. But for the most part, what I'm doing is I'm just trying to entertain people and entertain people, give them that, just that happy escape for a little while. And that's really what it comes down to is, you know, if you entertain people, I think you make them happy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, and and it sounds like you don't take yourself that seriously. And it sounds like you want to have fun on this roller coaster journey. Yeah, I, I am definitely not not an artiste. I consider I, I, when people ask, you know, I'm like I'm like I'm an entertainer, you know. And I try to keep in mind that whole thing is like as a comedy writer, I, my comedy can be a little edgy, which can be dangerous in this day and age of like Twitter and stuff, but. My thoughts are very simple in that if I can dish it out, I have to be able to take it. And if I can't take it, then I shouldn't be dishing it out. Mm -hmm. and, and, and something you said earlier in terms of the, 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 the absolute fear of, of meeting uh, Stephen King, you know, people are going to meet you soon uh, in consecutive in these intimate gatherings. And um, do you want to make it clear to them fairly, fairly early on when you meet them that, hey, you're just a down-to-earth guy and, and there's no reason to be you know, uh, be elevated in any sense. I mean, it sounds to me like you, you want to remain grounded. Uh, you know, even if someone of your, one of your, uh, books gets picked up, uh, you know, in another format, whether it be a TV show or a movie format, um, is that yeah. the case or? I, I would say so. And that, that comes down to that whole trying to like rise above that introversion. Cause the thing with introversion sometimes is you can really look aloof or like unapproachable because you know as i said if if you if you see me in most social city situations like a party or get to their barbecue i'm probably off in a corner with my nose buried in my phone you know my wife has told me in the past i don't look particularly approachable mm -hmm. and the thing is i'm not trying to be unapproachable i want to be approachable i just am not very good at it mm -hmm. so it's kind of like more of defense mechanism so i try to like let people know that hey if you come like I try to let people at least know online, hey, if you see me doing something, feel free to approach. You know, mm -hmm. I, I am going to be perfectly going to be perfectly cool with that. You know, and if I look like I'm unfriendly, it's just because maybe I just need a boot in the butt to like you know to 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 kick me out of my shell. It's not because I'm trying to be unfriendly. Mm -hmm. But if somebody makes eye contact with me at like a con, you know, like they, they like 
you mentioned John, John Hartness, and he 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 works a con like nobody's business. He's one of those guys. A crowd will walk past him, and he will step right into that crowd, and he will like you know start talking to him and chatting him up. He knows how to how to work things, and, and I I wish I could do that, but I can't. I'm one of those guys who will sit behind my books, and if you pop by and start looking at them, I might say hi, but I'm not going to start like hammering you questions because I don't like a, I don't like the hard sell. Mm-hmm. If I do see that bit of engagement and we do get a, and we do like, you know, have a jumping off point with that conversation will start, I'm going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to go all in with that conversation. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it sounds like these activity experiences that you have planned are, are going to be good for all because it sounds like some of your fans might be introverts. You're an introvert and it's just a way to ease into um, the conversation, ease into the, uh, you know, the notion of what fun means and ease into the notion of ultimately this is about, coming together to, to, to be happier. Yeah. And I, and I kind of favor those situ- social situations like that because it allows everybody to connect at their own level or at their own pace. Because mm-hmm. like, it, once again, if we just go and set, sit down at a bar, there's that uncomfortable thing of, okay, now we have to talk. <laughs> Whereas if you're not comfortable talking and we're in this arcade, you can go and say, "Hey, I'm going to play around the pinball. Maybe I'll maybe I'll feel comfortable after that." You can ease into it at your own situ- at your own pace. And if you don't feel comfortable, there are other acceptable ways to, things to do there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just thinking while you were speaking. There's a scene in one of the opening uh, scenes of the Stranger Things series of of the the four kids playing playing. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't remember which video game, um, and and and. It, it turns out that they, you know, uh, one of the main characters no longer has the high score, and that is the point of which it expands to more than four people because they need to know who, 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 you know, who scored, who's got a high score. It just creates this conversation around the competitiveness of gaming, which is just a human nature thing. Yeah, and, and that's one thing I remember growing up in arcades is, you know, there's that, there's that magical moment where you can like, well, you'll be playing alone, and suddenly your score starts to go up and up and suddenly you attract the crowd around you and it just kind of grows organically of people saying okay this guy's doing good let's see how far he goes with it yeah they don't even know you're an introvert because you're just performing and they're just part of that experience and at the end of it there's a you know i've been you know i've been right there and and you feel like a million bucks when when a whole bunch of people are gathered around you just based on the the fact that you are talented so, well, this has been this has been great. Uh, you, you certainly have no problem talking about your craft, talking about <laughs> your your fans, and talking about something that a lot of people, a lot of authors have difficulty with, which is engagement, right? And, and, and one fan at a time. I think I, I exchange an email with you, just one fan at a time. And it, it sounds like you really respect um, that individual who who might be sitting in their room discovering your work, and you want to kind of bring them out and. Um, get them onto your forum, get them onto discussion. And um, is it about a long-term relationship? Um, I think it's definitely a long-term relationship. And I mean, it's also about no pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I'm a multi-genre writer. Um, so I try to make it clear that, you know, because I have seen it happen with other writers. I try to make it clear that, hey, if I put out something and it's not your cup of tea, that's cool if you don't want to read it. Sure. You know, it's it's not an ego thing because again, I'm trying to entertain entertain you, and if you're, I don't want you to pick up something you're not going to be entertained by. 
Mm-hmm. And so that, uh, I'm assuming by that uh, uh, you mean that you 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 you're, you're prolific enough to write in 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 some of the other genres without maybe waiting five years, which happens with a traditional publisher if you have to wait for the other the next genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I write I write the stories that pop into my head. That's pretty much what I what I tell people, and sometimes it fits into what I normally write, and sometimes it's completely you know, out there. And if it's out there and people don't want to read it, oh, well, you know, it's like, that's fine. <laughs> hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it sounds great from a fan perspective. They have, they have multiple selections to choose from over time and because you're prolific. Yeah. And I mean, it, it is about that long-term relationship. It's, you know, it's great if I draw, if it's great if I draw somebody in with a story, but my goal is, and this is probably the one mistake, one of the one of those big mistakes I've made as a writer, is uh, I really wish I, sh- I had gone with like you know an easy to like you know remember like you know pen name. But at the end of the day, I w- I want to draw people with my stories, but I want them to remember my name so that later on when they're like, hey, I want to get a book. Oh, let's see, let's see what Rick Walteri has come out with uh mm-hmm. with with lately. That's mm-hmm. that's ultimately that's ultimately my goal. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you're on onto on the right path. Uh, I, I wanted to thank you for uh, taking the time. This has been this has been great, actually, to learn about how you uh, started with a bucket list, a simple wish to to just be on the map, and now a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of people out there um, uh, are part of your map. Um, and moving forward with you as you continue to write, it sounds like it's uh, the dream job that's just getting started. Well, hope hopefully, um, but I mean, it definitely even even if it even if it ended tomorrow, um, it's still nothing. I would still wouldn't trade it for the world. It has been uh, I've been doing this for seven years, and it has been seven years of uh, of of awesome. Well, that's a that's a great way to to end the uh, the, uh, the the interview here. I want to thank you for your time. I right, thank you for having me on. <laughs>